0: This is Free Talk Live. Call in and talk about whatever you want or not. You can just listen to us Babylon, if you like. The number is 855-450-3733. It is the Monday night kick-ass edition of Free <laughs> Talk Live as I continue on my quest to be trained on how to host this thing. With you tonight, it's me, the captain. And I'm Ian.
1: I don't know who I am.
0: Um, we'll just call you mm, nobody. Yeah, it works for me. All right, cool. Uh, We are here tonight. Uh, Some things uh, in the news that have, well, come to my attention and a few topics that are near and dear to my heart are, of course, uh, cops. And uh, I have long, uh, as a science fiction fan, I have long wondered how come nearly every show that I watch on the television, uh, eventually turns into some sort of a cop show, a procedural, a buddy cop, something Mm -hmm. along those lines.
1: Uh, it, it kind of makes me wait, uh, they're not cop shows and then they become cop shows because I've never seen a show do that.
0: Oh yeah, man. Like, uh, uh, the expanse had it for a little bit in the first season. Yeah. Like they started out like as a cop show. Uh, but like, uh, you know, sometimes a show will go a season or two and the writers go like, hmm, what haven't we done yet? And they'll either do one of two things. They'll either insert a musical number if they're completely out of stuff, right? They've... They're devoid of any imagination
1: whatsoever. No, 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 no. Or no, no, no. it'll you digress. You have seen the musical episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, <laughs> one of the most brilliant pieces of television ever made.
0: <laughs> Sounds good.
1: <laughs> oh, or, it was incredible.
0: Or it'll digress into some form of a cop show, right? The, like, there'll be some interaction with law enforcement, and then, you know, it turns into every cop show you've seen before. Like, you know, oh, the partner dies, and they go through a sad experience, and they have to re-partner up with the new rookie cop you know it's this trite sort of repetitive every cop show that you've ever seen uh and so i stumbled upon this story uh this is from shadow and act a new study uh crime shows are a pr machine for law enforcement
1: you think well
0: i mean i know that and probably everybody here in the studio oh yeah would
1: agree when i'm home i watch blue bloods with my mom the uh tom Selleck thing oh and and i mean it's it's a fun show but you know it's just like you have to explain sometimes to older people that that's not how cops really are
0: (laughs) Um, well and that's kind of you know my position here with uh not only just the blatant cop shows that exist, right? Because there's so many of those. But then uh, a non cop show that sort of becomes a cop show uh, reinforces.
1: Do uh, you have an example of this? I've never. Uh, I mean, what? The people weren't cops and then they suddenly got jobs as well, cops? Well, no, no, no. And- like,
0: like, let's say the show isn't based, uh, you know, it doesn't advertise itself as a cop show, but then it sort of becomes one, right? Uh, or, at some point during the movie, they have the whole buddy cop thing suddenly appears out of out of nowhere or somewhere during the season it comes in but uh, but but what happens is it conditions people to react to cops in a certain way. As opposed to the way Should've that they been. should, which is, you know, not talking to them, right? Or limiting yeah, their interactions. Yeah, everybody
2: know. always answers the door when the cops come to the door. Yeah, on
0: every movies. television show.
1: They, My oh, favorite sure, one on I in, did, right? I stole this from Facebook, but when they were coming over to the Keen Activist Center all the time, I had mm-hmm. plenty of time. Because usually you're all surprised when it happens and you're not on, not on your best uh thinking but so so they come to the door and i and i said nah, i don't feel like dealing with you guys today they said we just want to talk i said how many of you are there they said two so talk to each other
2: yeah <laughs> 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 and you spoke when you didn't even have to i mean that's another thing that they don't teach you in these shows is that when the police come to your door, and I'm not an attorney, this isn't legal advice, but it's my understanding you don't have any obligation to speak to them. You don't have any obligation to even answer the door.
1: And, no you don't
2: and that's what they show every time in these these television programs is everybody mm-hmm. always comes to the door they always open it yeah. and they always talk to the police yeah. Yeah. you don't have to do any of those three yeah. things right and frequently you don't have to open it in.
1: yourself but i will tell you that if they have a warrant they will kick it down that's
2: true um, well, yeah, that's
1: true but if they don't have a warrant well unless they're feeling mischievous they probably won't
2: most of the time if the <laughs> cops are knocking on your door they don't have a
1: warrant No,
2: if they have a warrant, they're usually
1: kicking it in at 4 a.m.
2: They will likely kick it in (laughs) or they'll be pounding on the door and they will inform you relatively quickly that they have a warrant and that you better open up or else they will bust the door in. That is usually how that situation will go. If the police are just knocking on the door and quietly standing out front waiting, waiting for you to open it, Mm -hmm. it is likely a contact situation where they are trying to contact the people on the inside of the uh, the home in order to gather probable cause, in order to either conduct a search uh, of the premises, perhaps with permission, because right. they don't have a warrant to do that, or to uh, to find a certain person that they're looking for. And if they can find that person, they will put that person
0: under arrest.
1: Well, the other thing is, if you let them into your house, um, and and they decide to start start. Uh, start searching they can destroy it um they which happened can. to a woman yeah. uh, down in georgia i think she tried to sue the police because she she consented to a search but then they like took axes and chopped her walls up wow and uh i i don't know if she was gone when this was happening or what or if she just was too afraid to th- afraid to throw them out but uh but yeah they'll trash the place
0: well, uh, this article uh, you know, kind of opens the door to the discussion, really. Uh, crime dramas are the cornerstone of primetime television, but according to Color of Change's groundbreaking report, the genre is reinforcing policies and attitudes surrounding the criminal justice system that hurt people of color the most. In fact, the report well, suggests, it hurt me too. Well, uh, I mean, I'm a colorful person, right? <laughs> you know I'm a person a,
1: of colorlessness.
0: I, I've been called a colorful character. Indeed. Uh, In fact, the report suggests that the amount of negative bias and misinformation in the crime procedurals makes them a PR machine for law enforcement and the criminal justice system as a whole. The report Mm -hmm. entitled Normalizing Injustice, the Dangerous Misrepresentations that Define Television's Scripted Crime Genre revealed that out of 26 procedurals, important topics such as racial bias in policing and the judicial system went largely unchallenged. ...or underexplored. People of color, specifically black women, were generally not cast as victims of crimes in the series, despite being victimized in real life by violence. In fact, the report cites uh, something showrunners, network executives, and producers are to have said to their writers when writing about victims viewers will change the channel if we make the crime victim black. So you'll have to rewrite Nonsense. those characters and make them white instead. So we have producers, network executives, well, and writers. Have you
1: ever cared what color somebody was on the TV? I personally have not. I mean, not. if they're, like, green or something, I'll adjust to the thing. <laughs> but other than that... <laughs> well, if they're green, I'm
0: probably watching an old-school episode of Star Trek where Captain Kirk is trying to bang the green lady.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. There's always that, or that guy from uh, from the uh, Flintstones. Oh, uh... the alien.
0: Yeah. uh... Oh gosh, <laughs> it's been what too long for me. I'm sure I've seen it. But. Oh man, I can't I remember, remember, his, remember. Name. his name. Yeah. Uh, so so meanwhile, uh, people of color were usually painted as the perpetrators of crimes. Characters who represented advocate groups such as Black Lives Matter were often portrayed as naive, misinformed crusaders instead of informed fighters for justice. And more often than not, black judge characters were used as figureheads to dispense white perspectives of law and the criminal justice system. In the 26 series studied, all but five were helmed by white male
1: showrunners. Now, if Surprise. an opinion is held by a black person, is it still a white perspective? That is an interesting <laughs> interesting <laughs> that, question. It, it's just one, one thing that, that really annoys me is this idea that everybody in some group is going to think the same way whether it's white people or black people or chinese people or anything
2: is this story more about white and black and the behind the scenes of the tv shows or is it more about the police
0: uh well uh we will get into that i assume what do you think do cop shows misrepresent things give us your thoughts one eight or eight fifty five four fifty three is free talk live This is Free Talk Live. Call in and talk about whatever you want. Take control of the show. Our number here is 855-450-FREE, like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. Hey, I'm Ian. And I'm nobody. And uh, we were talking a little bit about cop shows and uh, sort of how police are presented in television, uh, how some shows seem to divert into cop shows uh, and that type of a thing. And we'll continue talking about that. Uh, but first, uh, do you want to uh, do you want more business accepting Bitcoin cash and Dash? Uh, now with any pay, you earn passive income for every purchase at those businesses. Finally, a financial incentive to spread Bitcoin cash and Dash. You made it happen, so you receive the rewards. This is a, a first, as far as I'm aware, in the industry. I don't know of any other cryptocurrency-accepting app or cash register app that rewards people for setting up businesses uh, to take cryptocurrency. So it's pretty exciting. Uh, download the AnyPay cash register app and add your cryptocurrency wallet addresses. Then install it at a real-life business and tell us what you did at AnyPayInc.com. That's AnyPayInc.com, and you can get rewarded Uh, for setting up a business to take cryptocurrency very exciting Hmm. i'm pretty stoked about that uh we can go to the phones right now we have uh larry from indiana on hold i do want to talk more about the when we get to it this story about you
2: know why the why are the police so represented uh as they are on television which is to say very worshiply you know, oh yeah, indeed.
1: Because nobody can broadcast without a license from the government for one thing.
2: But it's different and we we can get into it because I don't think the police are paying Hollywood like with the military, you know, like the military they'll give you a bunch of military equipment, but you got to give them the script and they punch it up to make it as pro military as possible. Right. I don't think the same thing's happening with, like, the Los Angeles Police Department, but maybe it is. What? I mean, I know. Why
0: would
1: it not? I mean, New York, the New York uh, Police Department has a foreign policy. Mm -hmm. They have, like, a substation in Israel. Hmm. That's Uh, true.
0: Yeah, and what was the (laughs) comment? The New York City Police Department is, like, the seventh world or the seventh largest army or something along those lines? Yeah. I don't remember the exact quote, but it was... Somebody, one of the near politicians. No, it politicians couldn't be the seventh
1: that, largest uh, army because there's like forty thousand cops.
0: Okay, so that, maybe that's
1: not, not many. Uh, I don't uh, remember the exact. North quote, Korea but,
0: has a million man army. But it's scary anyway. Uh, but let's go and talk to Larry in Indiana. Larry, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind?
3: Hey, you know, life imitates art, right? So they figure if you watch uh, the motion pictures and they have that message going out that you will receive it, that a short, funny story about cops, right? Okay. Then I'll get to my topic about uh, Kobe Bryant. Here's what happened. My brother gave a he said he was hitchhiking through Georgia one time, and he stopped to take a rest on their underpass. You know, it that Steep Hill. And then he woke up with some potbelly sheriff telling him, hey, boy, what you doing up there? Uh-huh. He said, nothing, taking a rest. He said, well, come on down here. He said, why? He said, I want to talk to you. He said, I ain't coming down there. He said, come on down here, boy. I ain't going to do nothing to you. He, then he got mad and he said, he said, come on down here, boy. If you pass that wire. He said, I want to arrest you. It was peach picking time in Georgia. And I guess every mm-hmm. vagrant they can pick up, they can take him and uh, make him do something around a peach archer. But anyway, wow. Kobe Bryant. <laughs> it's funny when he told me. Slave
2: labor, know, by the way, is know. what he's talking about. Yeah. That's, yeah. Well, they yeah, didn't yeah,
1: eliminate yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> slavery.
3: Yeah, right. but anyway... They made it legal. This Kobe Bryant guy, right? What about him? Hello? Yeah, I, I heard he died in a helicopter so, crash. No, but I don't see why people are so happy about him and the people that are like him, these professional athletes, that we have to have our taxes increased to build their stadium. Oh, yeah. And also... They ruin our kids by uh, having uh, stuff manufactured in Vietnam for pennies an hour. How and, does that, that ruin our kids?
1: Up. Well, that they, does well, let kids when
3: get cheaper when stuff. You to, when you have to buy your kid a $400 pair of tennis shoes, you think about that, right? I would, so, uh, If I had kids,
2: I would not have to buy them a $400 well, pair of tennis they, shoes.
3: force you to do it if they see you had the money. I don't but think in so. Any <laughs> case, but in any case, I just think people oh. like him... And entertainers in general are mis- the black ones are mischaracterizing the black culture and getting away with it and they're benefiting off of it and i think they're in to what be way are they rejection. so
2: hold on what is black culture and how are they mischaracterizing right
3: it? Well, they are because black people are thrifty and they're well-mannered people but mm. these rap videos and the other movies portrayals of black people is really messing it up. And, uh, Isn't it possible that there is more that. than
2: one black culture? I mean, there's no, a lot of black people no, out there. No? no you think you're back. saying all black we people were... have the same culture? Well, yes, it's, it's ridiculous on its yeah. face, Larry.
1: Okay, here here's an example of of, of how I can understand what he's saying. Uh, there, there was a... I heard a TED Talk about this, and it was a rap song where it was a black guy ga- rapping, but he was rapping about shooting uh, he was mm-hmm. saying specifically he wanted to shoot some black people and yep. and I was thinking if if there was an artist who was putting radio on putting music on the radio about shooting white people he wouldn't get his music on the radio mm-hmm. he absolutely it's, wouldn't hey, get his he would not get on the radio
3: right what does that have to about do with selling people, black people crack too and they, yeah. and they talk yeah. about the woman like a dog. And how they done, done this and didn't do, do this to some okay. woman or something. Are you and uh, they what, let that pass as black culture.
2: Yeah, I mean, I get your frustration, right? You're saying that particular culture does not represent you or many of the black people that you know. But wouldn't they, you agree not that, not that there's all, a certain gangster all. culture out there that is, you know, populated no. by both blacks and whites and Hispanics as well? That there it's are.
3: Contrived. It's contrived because whatever they say in their music is self destructive and will lead you to prison so i'm not disagreeing right. no
0: that's that's not true as a musician i as a musician, I, I, as a musician larry as a musician
3: Never, they're not musicians I, but you're not a black musician you don't have a well, you can't comment
0: no I, but i'm yeah, I i'm know. a white musician and yes i can
3: yeah i'm a musician myself i'm a singer so all right well then hear I me out all about this, hear about me
0: the, out yeah, i yeah, was yeah. Uh, i had to attend this thing called the truth about rock and it was a, a bunch of religious folk who were of the opinion that listening to heavy metal <laughs> would turn you into some sort of demon. When was this? In 1985. Uh, in the 80s. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, they they came out and talked about how this how uh, this kid uh, uh, listened to ACDC and uh, and, and com- attempted I know about, to commit suicide. I know about Bob Larson. Right. Bob Larson. Uh, and uh, people who uh, you know guys who listen to Metallica would take up arms uh, and shoot their parents and all this kind of crap. And it's like it's no, that's that's totally not true it's a misnomer no, the, music not, music. the music does that's not the music does not cause behavior the music might enhance behavior that already exists
2: okay all three of you are talking at the same time let's have one okay, person at a time please
3: I'll stop, I'll well,
0: well. Out. uh we're uh coming up uh, on and out here larry so i'm going to thank you for the call thanks for bringing up all your right. points and a lively discussion uh you can tell us what oh, you. i think. want to keep this going because he said that's not rap music so
2: therefore Your analysis of music does not qualify.
0: What do you think? Uh, Does music cause bad behavior? 855-450-FREE like Freedom. Free Talk Live. I want to tell you about my favorite cryptocurrency wallet, Edge Wallet at
2: edge.app. Edge is the wallet I use more than any other, and that was true long before Edge Wallet became a sponsor of Free Talk Live. Edge Wallet allows you to buy, sell, trade, and securely hold your cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, Ethereum, tokens, Monero, Ripple, Dash, Bitcoin Cash, and more. It's available for both Android and iOS, and you can download it via the Play or App Store, or via Edge Wallet's website, edge.app. Secure your freedom with Edge Wallet.
4: Yes,
0: it's Free Talk Live, the Monday night kick-ass training edition. That's right. I'm here in the studio and I'm Captain Kickass. And with me tonight, I'm Ian.
1: I'm the nobody formerly known as Rich Paul. Very well.
0: Uh, we were talking uh, a bit about, uh, you know, culture,
2: really. Well, Larry had called in and he said that he's upset at black culture being misrepresented in mainstream kind of pop music right. uh, culture. And. Yeah. And I don't doubt that there are a lot of, probably the super majority of of black people that are not, they don't behave in the way that is represented uh, by this sort of gangster rap viewpoint that you see in the, the pop media. And I get that's frustrating, but I just don't believe this claim that there's a one singular black culture in the same way that there's not a white culture. You right, know, there's yeah. so many different subcultures within and there's cross, you know, cultures. And
1: Well, there's certainly a variety of, of cultures. OK, yeah. I won't. And, you know, I was just saying something similar half an hour ago, so I won't bust your balls on that. But I I th- I really do believe that there are it's it's not just a misrepresentation of, of black culture it's it's almost like the the music and and uh and hip hop industry is almost trying to push it to be as bad as it can be hmm. and uh and it does it does make it make a difference when you if you see a character on tv do something and nobody gets upset about it you might well or or everybody thinks it's normal you might well be more likely um to do that thing not necessarily consciously um i i mean but um, but I I really do think there's a think there's a, if listen, there's a TED talk out there um, called Black Murder is Normal, and uh, my I first watched it because I was like I can't believe they had a racist TED talk, but it was not it was not a racist talk. It was actually um, it it was actually really informative and it made me think of some things differently than i had before
2: well i mean what you're saying there about the way pop music uh, the industry represents different groups i don't disagree with that mm-hmm. um you can even look at sites like the vigilant citizen who is sort of this conspiracy guy who gets into illuminati symbolism that is uh, re- you know these videos are replete with right. in a lot of cases and his perspective on this is that these record industry labels are currying trying to curry favor with the power elite out there and they are the power elite basically mm-hmm. at the highest levels whether you believe in the illuminati or the bilderbergs or you know whoever it is that you think mm-hmm. it is he uses the, the term illuminati and he will point out that a lot of the not and not just black people but the the white uh, pop music stars, for instance, right. are usually also scraping the bottom of the barrel. They are, you know, being as in the, the case of the females, as slutty as they can possibly be. Uh, there's references to, you know, Satan and things like that within the uh, the various different visuals of these these videos. So, I mean, by no means is this problem that you're talking about limited to uh, to just black pop music
1: um no it, no it's not and uh and i would i would say in general that uh that tv has been dumbing us down for quite a while mm-hmm. um and i i don't know it's uh
0: i just I, I took issue with with larry's bit about the music is making people do things it's it's and not music it's
1: making people do things so much as because um, because obviously music doesn't make anybody uh, anybody I mean, do things. Sometimes it makes it you want to get up and shake do, your booty. What it can do <laughs> is change your perception of what's acceptable, and what's normal. I mean, and what reasonable people do, you know, and what it, people you respect do. If you see someone who's like a hero to you because he's a great great musician, and then he's you know getting busted for burglary or or. Whatever or a woman then, twerking or something yeah, like you're, that. well, I mean, twerking to me isn't isn't even a a bad thing. It's like I could, but there's well, a lot of people okay, who would say without it is. without, without it's judging whether it's good or bad. Yeah. certainly people do that. Certainly people are influenced by that thing to say, well, you know, she did it and nobody got all upset about it, and she's making a million dollars, so uh, so why not do it? I did want to you
0: know. address something that Larry kind of alluded to, and I don't know if that was part of his greater point, bringing up Kobe Bryant, and that's something that I, I kind of take issue with, with the general public, particularly on social media, is this like when somebody famous dies, all of a sudden, everybody, like people who've you, who've, you know, you've never heard utter the words Kobe Bryant in your entire life, right? The guy dies all of a sudden, they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so sad, that like like mm-hmm. it's had this actual effect it's created feelings a person that they've never met they've never interacted with right they've never had mm-hmm. a conversation with and has never really done anything for them personally mm-hmm. and and how does that translate into somebody becoming sad about it and mm-hmm. why is why is it there there's such an overreaction to these famous people dying
1: um well i mean people do feel like they like they know people when they if watch them on yeah. watch them on TV for a long that time That happens
2: with us too. I mean we're on the radio <laughs> mm-hmm. talking for 3 hours a night the listener out there in a lot of cases when they'll meet if they meet you for instance they right. may say something like I feel like I know you even though you've never met right. in the entire lifespan of this individual they've heard you speaking mm-hmm. for hours upon hours you have probably never heard a word from their
1: mouth however right and that's the thing is if they know you and you don't know them right. that's that's the creepy thing about that but it makes sense it's you listen to somebody talk for three hours yeah. a day uh, you do know them and if they and and if you've never called in you i mean you don't know them personally yeah. but you know something about them you know what kind of person they are you know whether or not they make you laugh
2: i don't think that's creepy though that's just the way it is yeah.
1: um well occasionally
2: creepy, into, creepy implies some sort of intent
1: no 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 intent uh but it's, uh, well, then may, it's and not maybe creepy. maybe creepy isn't isn't the word awkward, okay, maybe okay. is maybe is yeah, the no, that's word. A better word. I'll give you that um, one because you know I've met I've met people who hated my guts because I because I said something on the radio. I've I've met people who think I can do no wrong because of my activism career. And of course, you know I I, I solve that projection uh, pretty quickly once <laughs> they actually meet me. Um, yeah, me too. Sometimes immediately. <laughs> um but uh <laughs> depending
0: on how many cocktails i've had mm. hey uh, we've got a caller uh it looks like robert from bellis falls vermont robert you're on free talk live what's on your mind
5: hey how you doing captain hey, robert i'm good
0: robert thanks good
5: good hey i want to i want to clear something up a little bit now i'm 56 years old so uh you know i came grew up in the air in the 60s yep and uh I've been listening to rock and roll my entire life. I'm a rap, rock and roll nut. Nice. But none of these songs that I've listened to have ever made me do anything that was inappropriate, harm anybody or anything. But what it has done for me is teach me about what's going on today in the United States. Case in point, number one, Mark Farner of Grand Funk Railroad. Mm. Okay, did a song.
1: Don't let them take away your guns.
5: <laughs> it, it, he talks about a. Uh, he wrote. He wrote a song over fifty years ago called "Monster." Okay, and in that song, what he's singing about is what's going on today. How so? Well, well, I mean, you gotta listen to the song. Well, well
2: we're probably not we gonna can't to hear it,
1: on. so fill us in. <laughs> yeah, we need to hear the
2: lyrics or or see the lyrics oh, or something like that.
5: About you know how corrupt the government is and, and oh, yeah. you know the direction that it's taking us and and the the harms that it's mm-hmm.
1: done the injustice. Well, well, I'll have to check that out. All Another right. great song by uh, by. Uh, All
0: right, Robert, hold on. We're, we'll keep you over. Uh, what do you think about music? Give us a call. Free talk live eight fifty five four fifty free. This is Free Talk Live, the Monday kick-ass version. That's right, the captain's running the show. Somehow, the boat is still afloat. (laughs) We'll see if we can keep that up Uh, with you tonight. It's myself, the captain.
1: It's Ian. And nobody formerly known as Rich Paul.
0: We've been taking your calls at 855-450-FREE. And uh, we also have the Discord line at discord.lrn.fm. We'll be getting that in just a moment. But first... Uh, I wanted to tell you about Freedoms Phoenix. Uh, Freedoms Phoenix is a liberty-oriented news aggregation site. Do you want the newest and freshest stories and perspective on current events from those who value liberty? FreedomsPhoenix.com has it. Their daily dispatch is the best way to stay up-to-date on science, technology, historical findings, liberty news, government overspending, and the rise of the police state. That's Freedoms with an S, Phoenix.com freedomsphoenix.com and also i wanted to say that uh, the host of that show is pretty entertaining ernie hancock he's coming up to new hampshire this weekend nice do i finally get to meet him
2: i don't know if he's coming to Keene.
0: okay well uh will he be at uh
2: fork and Pork, pork, pork and manchester and fork? i suspect he'll likely be at fork fest okay. yeah he
1: was a he was at pork fest and fork fest last this year, year yeah or nine yeah in 2019 yeah okay
0: uh, oh wow, Larry, it's you're back on. It is it? 2020. Yeah. We're back on with Larry, and uh, I'm sorry, with uh, Robert uh, out of Vermont. And we were talking about music, uh, and you had some more thoughts to share with us, Robert.
5: Yeah, I I, I think I got kind of mixed up a little bit. Uh, it would be uh, John K from Steppenwolf is the one that did the song Monster, and like I said, it in the song he writes about the things that are going on in the United States today in the world. Yeah, you know. Uh, I mean, he was a vegan. Same thing with Black Farmer from Grand Funk Railroad. He sang about the things uh, you know that went on in Vietnam and the corruption and everything.
1: Yeah, every year at at uh, four, at the four hundred and twenty rally, I play. Uh, well, not the for the years that I've had music. I, I always one of the things I always try to play is uh, "Don't Let Him Take Your Gun" by Grand Funk Railroad. Nice. Yeah. Um, uh,
0: yep. Robert, I can identify with you in a few ways, uh, and that is before I sort of came out of the fog of statism, I just listened to rock and roll and heavy metal, and it was just about partying, you know, rebelling in general, right, because I was a rebellious youth, that Drinking, kind of a thing. Drinking, sex. Drinking, sex, doing drugs, partying, you know, playing music, having a good time, living life, right? And then, like, right. when I yep. when I came out of the fog of statism— I started hearing things in music, and in fact, uh, just uh, two days ago, I was listening to some online music, and uh, a song by the the heavy metal band Exodus came on, and it's called "The scar Spangled Banner," <laughs> right? And it's it's like you're talking about, Robert. It's talking about you know what's going on in the government, right? What's happening in the you know the United States of America? How they're interacting with other countries, foreign policy, you know what's going on, you know between citizens, and and how awful it is. And it really hit home to me. I'm like. Like there have been people writing and talking about this stuff since before I was born. Sure. So I completely identify.
5: So uh, you know, another example, if I may, of a person that uh you know, made uh, an indelible impression on me was uh, Lemmy from Motorhead. Oh yeah. A lot of people don't a lot of people don't know this, but Lemmy uh was a World War One and World War Two historian.
0: Yeah, he studied all that.
5: Yep. Good call and, uh, tonight, Robert.
0: Yep. Okay, Robert. Pardon me? Uh, thanks for the call, Robert. It's been interesting. Uh, yeah, appreciate the, appreciate the discussion the, there. The, the call. Um, so, now, what you did there is you pressed the oops. air button a second time. There, there we go. It. Hey, thanks, man. Uh,
2: so, I wanted to say to that, though, you know, it's important to have music with a good message. Yeah. And, and, yeah, these songs have been around for generations in some cases. Uh, however... I mean, has it really done a whole lot to you know really bring people to the ideas of uh, anti-statism or anything like that? I mean,
0: I I like to think that Mm. the music that I listened to that had the themes of freedom Mm -hmm. was important. (laughs) Was important to get me to eventually come? You know, we Mm -hmm. talk about planting seeds all the time when you have conversations with people who are obviously stuck in the statist paradigm, uh, and like how it's important to just plant the seed because. It might not be you. It might not be me. It might not be him. But somebody else somewhere along the line will Mm -hmm. open their mind to the ideas of freedom. And then they'll sort of rewind. Right. And and I've had this experience a couple of times when I first learned what reverb was. And then when I came out of the Mm -hmm. fog of statism, I was able to go back and listen to my music with sort of a fresh perspective. Right. And I like to think I I can't say that this is true, but I like to think that Mm -hmm. the music with themes of freedom had a direct impact on me eventually coming Mm -hmm. out of the fog of statism.
1: Yeah, I mean, the other thing it it's it's a little bit disingenuous to criticize something for not having made things better than they are now because nothing that exists has made things better than they that's are true. now. Things cannot are not and cannot be better than they are now. So <laughs> Yeah, that's true. You know, yeah, I, I think it, it's I'm not an identity.
2: Be, I'm not trying to be critical of it because I'm I'm in favor of it. I yeah. think that uh, you're probably going to be able to reach more people with music than you can say a talk show, for instance, uh, because music is sort of like a universal language. You can feel, you know, music in a, in a way that you can't just by listening to someone talk. Um, but does it really lead to action? Does it really lead to people changing their minds? Maybe so.
1: You know? I think I think it does. Yeah. I think that I was molded by listening to The Grateful Dead, by listening to the uh um that explains to your hippie Pink persona. Floyd by listening Oh Pink Floyd. I mean for sure. Pink Floyd changed my life, definitely. Mm-hmm. They changed the way I looked looked at things, you know. They uh and, and again, the wall was a great warning. Um and and I I will say that, you know, the one thing that you things could be a lot worse and they're not. And, you know, it's it things might be a lot worse if we hadn't had some of the things we had, like, you know, the Libertarian Party and rock and roll.
2: You may be right about that. And certainly in some places in the world, you wouldn't have those things because you don't have the freedom of speech.
0: Should we uh, go to our caller on the discourse? you're in charge, my man? Okay, uh, let me rephrase that. How to, uh, did I just click on him? And You've it, already clicked in the, yeah, the room, yeah. so
2: he's able to hear what we've been talking about. You just have to unmute him on the board. And Which he'll one? Be there. The uh, Discord's right next to the microphone. Uh, Mr. Edge, do we have you? Oh, well, that's what we get for not screening a call. He's not ready. He's not there.
0: Something's Mark, wrong. are you here? Yeah.
1: Yeah, you don't have to worry about screening Mark's call he's not gonna call in and cuss. Yeah, most um, of the time. But he, he he just might call in with broken stuff. Yeah. We are <laughs> yeah, it's not the first time that's happened. Okay, well
0: we'll so mute we'll him. Have to try and him again later. We'll come back to him. Yep. Uh I did you know, music has been such an important piece of my life that I can't imagine not sort of becoming unbrainwashed. Without it, mm-hmm. you know, mm. because that's an emotional experience, right? It's like uh, I, I equate uh, coming out of the fog of statism to being told that Santa Claus isn't real, except you're an adult when it happens. Right. Or at least I was. Uh, I was 36 or so years old. Right. Thereabouts. And like it felt like somebody had just ripped my reality out from under me. It was a very emotional experience for me. Uh, mm-hmm. And like, you know, just imagine you you believe something. You believe that it's real. You believe that it exists. And then all of a sudden, you figure out that it's not. And what that does to a person, you sort of have to process all of that. And it's not an overnight process. You know, you you, you might, you know, have some epiphanies and come to some realizations. And it's a very deep, you know, sort of introspection, at least it was for me. Um, and then as you explore that, you discover more and more that, oh, my gosh, I've been, I've been wrong about all these things the whole time, right? And then you kind of... You know, you get into that bit where you're like, oh, but I've always felt this way. But when you really haven't, maybe you felt Mm -hmm. that way deep underneath everything. Maybe you felt like something was wrong. Kind of like, you know, what that movie, The Matrix, like kind of, you know, uh, alludes to, right? That you could always sense that something was slightly wrong, but you could never quite put your finger on it. It's not until you wake up to the ideas of freedom.
2: Well, art's kind of interesting where... When you show the same piece of art to two different people who are in different places in their belief systems, you know, for instance, if you take The Matrix mm-hmm. and you show it to a communist, and then you take The Matrix and you show it to a, a libertarian, and then ask them how they felt about what they just saw, they may both really enjoy the movie, but for different reasons. They may find themes that, mm-hmm. they, that resonate with them, Right. Even though the artists who are creating that might not have had even any intention to resonate with those those people in that yeah. way,
1: and and every you always see things through the screen of what you believe. Like, right. I I remember watching V for Vendetta, love that, movie. and and when she said, uh, uh, "Oh, you you have how did you get real butter." And I said, "Oh, okay, it's a socialist country," <laughs> um, but I that was because I have a knowledge of economics. If I didn't, if if I was a socialist, you know, they they don't think they're going to starve us all. Sure,
0: yeah. Uh, what do you think? Uh, is butter socialist? Eight fifty-five. <laughs> no margin. Four fifty free, like freedom. Call in. Tell us what's on your mind. We'll have a conversation.
5: And not to mention the shedding, I would vacuum the carpet three times a week. Frodo was scratching all my lawn, bouncing on the side of the bed, keeping me awake the whole entire night from all the scratching and chewing. It kind of makes you neurotic.
6: Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy?
5: Mounds and mounds of fur all over the place.
6: Come to Dynavite
5: for help. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. Dynovite is nutrition. The omega-3 fatty acids, flaxseed, zinc, alfalfa. Our
6: vitamins and enzymes replace the nutrients cooked out of most
5: commercial dog foods. He gobbles it up. He's not up all night scratching. His shedding is minimal and it is such a pleasure to have my calm, relaxed, non-shedding puppy back. And I have to thank Dinovite for that.
6: Don't let your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy. Come to Dinovite for help. 859-428-1000.
5: 859 428 D I N O V I T E dot com.
6: Free Talk Live.
0: If pro is the opposite of con, then Congress must be the opposite of progress. It's true. It's Free Talk Live, the Captain Kick Ass Edition, on this Monday night's. With me here tonight, it's I'm Ian.
1: I'm not a convict. I'm a provict. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're a professional, huh? Uh, Something know, like that. I know
0: people who kind of get arrested professionally.
1: Well, I did for a while. Um, the money sucked. Um, <laughs> it and, doesn't uh, pay well, does it? Yeah. Well, it's also it it it, it cut a lot of business expenses. A lot of money's. Uh, you know, then I actually they they usually don't get my le- my money unless they manage to get my car. Well, speaking like, of I'll sit in jail, but I won't <laughs> let my car sit in impound.
0: <laughs> speaking <laughs> of people who do questionable things for money, uh, we have Mr. Ooh. Mark Edge on the uh, discord line. Mark, are you with us?
7: Calling in from the Mariana Islands. There he where is. America's day starts.
0: What's up? What's on your mind, Mark?
7: About culture, Um, so you guys were talking about culture in the last uh, hour, and I this is something that's been bopping around in my head for a long time because I don't have a good definition for what culture is.
5: Okay,
7: so culture historically has been defined as um, a people that have a language and a religion in common.
0: That's your definition now.
7: The definition. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> so that's like the dictionary altruism. edition. Okay, huh. okay. I I don't believe that
7: that exists. That a currently a people that have a language and religion in in common exist. The thing is, people are so diverse in what they believe.
1: You know, I've got a different culture than Captain Kickass does. Yeah. You know, we we move in completely different circles. You know, I I appreciate them. I'm not saying I, saying I don't, but but the thing is, there there's one culture is is what there is, and it's just a hodgepodge of things.
2: Uh, the definition, according to Dictionary. dot com, of culture doesn't even use the word religion. It uh, as a noun. It is the equality in a person or society that arises from a concern for what is regarded as excellent in arts, letters, manners, scholarly no, pursuits, No, no, that's a different
1: definition of cultured. That's that's like when you say someone is cultured, mm-hmm. you know, like they've been exposed to the finer things in life. That's How is that not uh, culture? Huh?
0: How is that not
1: culture? Oh, well, I mean, it's a part of culture, but... Okay,
2: so how about this one? The uh, total of the inherited ideas, beliefs, values, and knowledge which constitute the shared basis of social action. That's what
0: I'm talking about. Say that again. Um,
2: The total of the inherited ideas, beliefs, values, and knowledge which constitute the shared basis of social action. Okay. That's definition one. There's also too, the total range of activities and ideas of a group of people with shared traditions, which could include religion, but it doesn't mm. specifically say that. Which are transmitted and reinforced by members of the group, i.e., the Mayan
0: culture. Okay, so Mark, now that we have uh, you know good definitions of culture, uh, would you like to finish oh, making I, your
2: point? Well, he'll reject those definitions.
7: So I, uh, be, yes, that is true. I reject those definitions. First off, what I said was the historical. Definition of culture is a shared language and religion. So you can apply that old, uh, that new definition to culture to an older definition. I think you'll find that it fits fine. I think we need a better definition than the dictionary, um, what the dictionary provides there. And um, I believe I've come up with it. And it's the things that we believe in a given geographic area without question. Ooh. And as when somebody you... who doesn't agree with anybody on anything, that I I
1: that would that would render me completely without culture. Um...
7: <laughs> Well, you do believe some things without question, right? I really, I'm a pope of an agnostic church.
1: (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I question everything. I'm not even sure you're real. I can prove (laughs) I exist because cognito (laughs) ergo sum. If I think I must exist to thinking. But the only way that I can truly prove my own existence is the fact that I'm experiencing it. I can't prove anything outside that. I can't prove it's real. So we could all be in the matrix. I wouldn't know. So
0: while you're talking and Mark isn't, does that make him Schrodinger's talk show host?
1: <laughs> oh,
7: Mark um, got that one. Thanks. Rich, where is your, I'll giggle at Schrodinger's every time. Um, where is the best pizza in Keene? Um, well, I I like little Zoe's myself. OK, so there's a culture of people in Keene that without question believe that Little Zoe's is the best uh, pizza in Keene. Now, p- some people can disagree and some people can agree. But, you know, the- America, for instance, largely agrees that pizza is a good food and that hamburgers are good food. However, if you go to southeastern China, you will probably not get an agreement on that. Because they're going to eat different foods, so food plays a strong role in culture. And um, I, so all you have to do is a little bit of traveling to realize, huh? This ain't America no more, right? right? It's like and, that. And like, uh,
0: you know, it's like that joke about uh, you know when you go to Chinese food and you really want some Chinese food, you just go out for food.
7: You Wait, don't actually, what? because American Chinese food is not real like Chinese food. What people eat <laughs> right. Hmm. But yeah, so um, all I'm saying is, is that there that I think a culture does exist. Uh, You know, I will not argue the point that cultures exist. I will argue that they're very difficult to define. I agree there. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, in the United States, for instance, what defines U.S. culture? I mean, you know, somebody in New Hampshire versus somebody in, um, you know, uh, New Mexico, you're dealing with different folks eating different foods. Um, you know, and all these sorts of things. But people will argue very strongly well, that there is a they cult. certainly have a
1: lot that uh, I mean, a lot of people have similarities, but they also have uh, have differences. And that's why I question the idea of the monolithic uh culture. Everybody I know is multicultural in the things they enjoy and the things they appreciate. Maybe they like anime. Maybe they love Chinese food, even if it's not as authentic as it could be. Although my dad taught me the thing to do is you look for the Chinese restaurants that have Chinese people eating there. Um, and, uh, he's, he's been to China and, yeah, uh, but the, uh,
7: I guess the point that I'm trying to make here, Rich, is, is that, you know, probably food, probably language. Music. These are things that you can, uh, some music to some extent. But remember, in the United States, we have lots and different genres. <laughs> and that's one of the reasons. I think music, yes. But I, I think what music does is, as the caller Larry pointed out, is that Larry's black and he feels completely alienated by uh, what he called, you know, black music or rap music or whatever the terminology is. And I think that that's... Well, specifically uh, that's gangster
1: rap. I mean, there's a mm-hmm. big difference between that and
7: Motown, bro. <laughs> well, Motown isn't being produced anymore, though. Right. I mean, you know, somebody's um, performing it, but they're not yeah. producing it. And you see, that's
1: that's the thing that's strange because people are still listening to it. So, uh, you know, there there is... Um, the, and I, I've, I've just got a sense that, um, the, the entertainment that's put on specifically black for black people can't be that bad by accident. Um, because somebody's choosing, somebody's saying, yeah, that would be a great act to produce, you know, when there are, when you know, there's a lot of other kinds of things they could, they could be doing. And these are all white guys making this decision. Well, the same um, goes
0: for television shows, right? The people yeah, same, same goes for television and we, shows. And we touched on the cop shows earlier
1: at the top of the well, show. I yeah. guess, same thing. This comes yeah. back around. And are you saying thing. that you think They're that... They're always trying to manipulate.
2: Them. Well, well, right. But, I mean, it's not just about black music. It's also no. about the other music out there, which is also arguably uh, but co- that the doesn't, lowest common denominator. That doesn't
1: change the guy's point he was talking about yep. one aspect of media manipulation right. mark, you want to there stay with are us? many
0: okay i don't know if you heard you uh yep. mark we're gonna we're gonna keep you over uh what do you think uh, how does music affect culture give us a call 855 450 free like freedom this is free talk live This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE, like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. You can call in and talk about whatever's on your mind. You can also get us on our Discord line at discord.lrn.fm, where there's also uh, many chat rooms, and you can uh, have lots of lively interactions with other avid listeners of our program. Uh, and before we go on I wanted to tell you that you can join liberty minded voluntarists anarchists and libertarians from June 29th until July 5th for Forkfest 2020 at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. It'll be my first the time Fork
1: you find freedom festival. It'll it'll be my first time and
0: I'm pretty stoked. Uh, Forkfest happens the week after the Porcupine Freedom Festival and Forkfest is decentralized which means no one is in charge. Not nobody is in charge, but no one is in charge. That also means there's no ticket cost. Just reserve your camping, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 29th until July 5th. Where better to celebrate Independence Day than around other freedom-loving activists in the Shire? You can simply relax and go camping with other Liberty lovers, or you can create whatever experience or event you'd like others to have. If you're planning an event for ForkFest, be sure to let others know in advance. You can connect with other ForkFesters via the unofficial Telegram chat or the ForkFest forum. Links to those are on the unofficial website, forkfest.party. That's forkfest.party. Now, uh, we have Mark Edge on the line with us, and we were talking about culture, uh, the definitions of culture and what culture is. But, Mark, I had a feeling that you were trying to make a larger point post the definition of culture.
7: Yes, I am trying to make a larger point. Thank you very much for holding me over. And I understand that it is a a gift granted by the host to be held over and not something that I am somehow guaranteed simply because I can speak and use a telephone. Although it helps. Just to anybody out there. So um, the point I'm trying to make about culture is, is that first we need to get our definitions in place. Not to say that there's great definitions, but we had to at least discuss definitions. What I believe is culture now has at some point in the last few decades transmitted from what it was historically to what it is today. And what it is today, I believe, is created by media, that the, the tail now wags the dog hmm. as opposed to the other side. That's so I'm going to use, for example, JFK. What happened in, J, in the JFK situation sort of from a cultural understanding point is whatever the Warren commission said, because the media said that was so, and that was so. And it doesn't matter how much sort of, uh, you know, other media comes out, other sort of uh, sideline media, the the B-teams or whatever kind of media that comes out that says otherwise, it's inculcated that the Warren Commission's the truth and any other theory is is, sort of has to be proven. And even with proof, I mean, I think at this point we can almost say that whatever the Warren, we can say the Warren Commission is wrong. And something else happened and there was probably a conspiracy involved or something.
1: Well, I mean, if the Warren Commission was telling us the whole truth, there wouldn't be a whole passel of documents that are still so sensitive that Trump didn't feel he could release them either. Um, You know, and and the idea that, oh, God, um, yeah, you're absolutely right there. Um, oh, and and also, I mean, like the whole conspiracy theorist term, that nomenclature, the words conspiracy theorist were put together as a result by a group of people at the CIA and the FBI deep state people in order to discredit people who believed in uh, people who believed that the government was lying to them about Kennedy.
7: And the Jeffrey Epstein things—another uh, sort Jeffrey of Jeffrey you know, Epstein
1: thing didn't there. kill
7: himself. That much I believe. Everybody believes that, and this is a, a very obvious chink in their armor, right? So the media—that's why I push it—want you to believe that Jeffrey Epstein killed himself in his cell, and um, you know nobody believes it. But this—but it's the exception that proves the rule is that if they put this stuff out and then just stop talking about it, they're pretty firm in their belief that they win these battles. And mm-hmm. um, that's my point that the media, whoever the media is, and I'm not even sure who the media is, frankly. Yeah, right. And, of course, the uh, problem with
1: Epstein is is it's not clear. I mean, even if you're upset about it, and, and I'm not upset about Epst- – I mean, I could care less that Epstein's dead – I could not care less that Epstein said, but I care that people are finally aware that the media is lying to them about something important. In
0: in relation to, you know, getting cultured, right, that is, you know, experiencing things that aren't uh, necessarily like native to your geographic area, your Dunbar number, if you will right uh, certainly media the internet in specifics uh, you know exposes more people to more of that kind of a thing right uh, I can listen to more and different kinds of music thanks to the speed mm-hmm. and transmission of the internet than I ever could yeah. have before the internet so my opportunities to become more cultured uh, you know in that definition certainly are far greater far faster uh, and I can go through it in a day I don't have to travel the world to sort of discover all these different types of music i can get them at my fingertips now so in that respect mark you're absolutely right
7: hmm. um i would also say that uh this is uh difficult like so i think larry's right that what we are fed at, through the media as to what is black culture okay so larry the caller who called in and who's or white black. culture or anybody else's culture about white culture, he wasn't complaining about Chinese culture. He wasn't complaining about anything like that. Larry was complaining about the um, the disposition of black culture in America, and I just want to address that. I think that black culture in America has gotten short shrift by the media because, for whatever reason, the most entertaining stuff that uh, you know, on the music side that comes out, is this you know the the idea that they aspire uh, that the blacks aspire to Rolls Royces and furs and tattooed. Uh, pit bulls and and gold chains or whatever it is that one believes and you, you know, can't tattoo fight. a dog that's wrong <laughs> you, we used to tattoo uh, <laughs> my, mom's show dogs were all my mom's show dogs were all tattooed with uh contact information um, okay that i would do i chipped my dog that's
2: probably before um, the chipping would be my guess was the tattoos
7: and Larry is a as a guy who has a job and is in his 60s, right, right. has every reason to complain about the way that, you know, into in, his mind, his lifestyle is being portrayed. Mm-hmm. But the only solution is, is to portray your lifestyle, um, you know, in some different way so that people get can some way consume that. Agreed. So you're saying Larry should start a band. Uh, Larry should start a podcast <laughs> <laughs> with
0: a band for his uh, theme music. Wait, yeah. That
1: sounds familiar.
0: Well, wow. if
7: you
1: want to inspire people, music is a great tool. That's uh, true.
0: Mark, thank you great. so much for the call, man. Good points all the way around. Uh, call in, talk whatever you want to talk about here on Free Talk Live. It's 855-450-FREE. Like Freedom. And if you want to brainwash them, too. Exactly. this is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you can control. Our toll free number here is 855 450 free, like freedom. That's 855 450 Three seven three three. We have been talking about a whole bunch of stuff tonight. We talked about cop shows and how uh, the presentation of police on television uh, sort of brainwashes folks into how to interact with them. We've talked about uh, music and its relation to freedom and the messages of freedom that are contained within music. We've talked about culture. We've talked about so many things. Uh, what do you? What do you think? Give us a call, 855-450-FREE, like freedom. Uh, I've got some uh, additional uh, articles that I brought in. Uh, One, I just, I had to laugh when I read this headline. Uh, And the headline is, uh, this is from, uh, what's it from? From the New York Post. Uh, bank calls cops on black man trying to cash check from discrimination lawsuit.
1: I saw that on Facebook and I thought, <laughs> you lucky bastard, you're going to get another payout. So <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: a, a Detroit man is suing a Michigan bank for refusing the cash settlement check awarded to him in a racial discrimination lawsuit, according to a report. Santori Thomas, age 44, claims TCF bank employees refused to to cash or deposit his settlement check on Tuesday at a branch in Livonia, leading cops to respond and a fraud investigation to be launched, the Detroit Free Press reports. Uh, I didn't deserve treatment like that when I knew the check was not fraudulent, Thomas told the newspaper. I'm a United States veteran. I have an honorable discharge from the Air Force. They discriminated against me because I'm black. None of this would have happened if I were white. Thomas, who had an account at the bank for nearly two years, sued TCF Bank on Wednesday, alleging racial discrimination by the bank for calling police, prompting four cops to respond to the branch. The newspaper reports. So I'm this laughing. wasn't
2: a guy who was just coming into any old bank He's trying to cash customer. a check. He's one of their own clients.
1: And
0: had been for at least a couple of years. Wow.
1: Right? Well, and- how many bank accounts have we had shut down? Never would have happened if we were white, right? Mm. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've I've been through like eight bank accounts every time I sell some Bitcoin. <laughs> Another one bites the dust.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I'm i a fan of the, the credit unions currently because I don't really like the... The commercial brands' names of credit banks. Credit unions and that don't kind like Bitcoin thing. either. Yeah,
1: I, I, I know. To
0: say. I know they don't.
1: We really need but to for, start our own Bitcoin credit union.
2: Easier but, said than done, I'm afraid. But for personal I know, I didn't banking, easy. Right. I said it
0: would be useful. Yeah, for personal banking, I prefer uh, the credit unions. I agree
2: with you. Credit unions are are a better experience overall than banks they're,
0: they're still a bank in the sense that yep mm-hmm. they're taking your money and you know charging you for things and services that credit unions you know, don't charge
2: as much and they don't have fees that are as bad or yeah. sometimes their their fees are close to non-existent mm-hmm. Um, because they put their what they would be their profits back into their organization, unlike uh, profit-driven banks. So I mean, the organization is a pretty good model. Yeah. But uh, you know, they still are afraid of crypto. And the credit union I belong to well, gives you—it's you, uh,
1: not that they're profit-driven because generally people are well, they driven are. when are they not. seek profit to turn. To, to provide good service at good prices, because that's how you make real money. But well, they're all regulated by the government. Right. they are a government-established monopoly. Oligopoly. Exactly. And yes. that's why they hate Bitcoin. It's not that it's going to replace currency. It's that it's going to replace banks.
0: But I, anyway, I'm laughing at the irony of this, right? Here's here's a black man who gets a settlement check for a racial discrimination lawsuit, and he can't cash the check for the same reason that he got the check in the first place. That's just well, that's his that's,
1: assumption. I, I there was there was a guy, and I uh, I have no nothing against everybody, uh, anybody. I mean, if uh, what about nobody? I have nothing against nobody. Um, it. <laughs> you know but but i i mean i was working at a store one time and it was and i and i busted a shoplifter yeah. who happened to be black and who was walking out of out of the store with a slap with a bunch of meat in his pants um and <laughs> is that a uh, bunch of meat in your pants uh, is that a euphemism uh. <laughs> yeah i uh, <laughs> phrasing um but <laughs> so so i stopped him and 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 he was like, "Man, you wouldn't have said anything if I wasn't black." I was like, "What? You think I let white people steal from right. the store yeah. that I work at?" No. So, uh, you know, I don't care. I don't care who you are. So, going on, uh, this guy
0: Thomas declined to indicate the amount of the settlement check, saying that it's a part of a confidential agreement in a federal lawsuit against his former employer, uh, Enterprise Leasing Company of Detroit. Uh, the vet even called his employment law attorney while at the bank for help, explaining to bank employees that his check was authentic. I got on the phone with the bank, attorney it's Deborah Gordon told It's kind of Gordon implausible
1: me, to me, though, that there are people living in Detroit who don't like black people.
0: I got on the phone with the bank, attorney Deborah Gordon told the newspaper. I sent them my federal court complaint to see that it matched. I did everything. Thomas was denied due to his race, Gordon said. Obviously, assumptions were made. Uh, The minute he walked in, based on his race, the attorney continued, it's unbelievable that this guy got done with a race discrimination case and he's not allowed to deposit the check based on his case. It's absolutely outrageous. And that's the part that I, you know, made the headline. It made me, you know, just go, wow, what kind of world are we living in? Uh, We apologize for the experience Mr. Thomas had at our banking center, TCF Bank spokesman Tom Winterberg told The Post in a statement, local police should not have been involved. We strongly condemn racism and discrimination of any kind. We take extra precautions involving large deposits and requests for cash. And in this case, we were unable to validate the checks presented by Mr. Thomas and regret we could not meet his needs. I'm, mm. I'm
1: starting to get tempted to sue all the banks that shut my, uh, shut my, my accounts down for religious discrimination. Just the, I mean, they run the system, so any any part of it that you can use against them is hoisting them with their own petard.
2: Did it say that the check was drawn on TCF Bank, or was it uh, issued from a different bank? It, I don't recall if that was covered
0: in this story. I'm also curious. He must have been trying so. to
2: cash it. That's what it's sounding like, Well, yeah. cash
0: or deposit were both mentioned in the article. It doesn't say what bank the settlement check was written on.
2: Yeah, okay, so uh, well, according to what the bank guy said, and uh, we're pres- I'm going to presume he's he's telling the truth here, the guy that apologized, he said we were unable to validate the checks uh, presented by this, and he requested, well, no, it doesn't say he requested cash, he just said they were unable to validate the checks, right. so that would suggest that he was not presenting a check that is from TCF Bank. Most banks, if you walk in, whether you're a white guy or a black guy or you know Asian or whatever, yeah. if you hand them a check and say you want to cash it, they're going to tell you, I'm sorry, we can't do this. You don't have an account here now. Right. In his case, he did have an account there, right. but the, if the check wasn't drawn from TCF Bank, they still don't know if there's funds behind the check. Right. So they have to put the check through overnight processing to actually start well, the debt not right. just the
1: overnight. Other... If it's a large check, well, I mean, if it's this a, is a cashier's check, check from a lawsuit, check. they're not they're going to hold that for ten days. They're going to hold least, it likely it's, unless it's a cashier's you know, check, tens of thousands of dollars. They're yeah. not going to cash that. We can, that for we can clear
0: some of that up right now. Thomas, who is suing for unspecified damages, was not arrested or charged during Tuesday's visit to TCF Bank, where its computer system read his check as fraudulent, according to police, but the check cleared some 12 hours later. Thomas opened a new account at Chase Bank in Detroit, the Air Force vet who previously walked to work, then used the funds to buy a 2004 Dodge Durango, the Free Press reports. I feel very intimidated because I knew that blah, blah, blah. Okay, so that's basically the gist of it. So uh, the bank, TCF Bank, put it in their computer to check and see mm-hmm. if it was good. Their computer said, oh, no, this check isn't good and mm-hmm. caused this altercation. But yet some 12 that hours later— a racist. Some 12 hours later, the, the check cleared, uh, and he was able to open an account at Chase Bank instead of TCF Bank. So— um, and, and you're right. The, the mechanics of bank accounts are, are weird if you're not a customer. Uh, if you're not a customer,
1: like before... Mm, well, before, if you're not a customer, by definition, you don't have a bank account.
0: Right. I mean, like before all the uh, direct deposit, if you got paid by you know an actual check, you would have to go to the bank that that check was drawn on to actually cash it. Well, now... Unless you had an account with still, your bank to deposit uh, in.
1: Uh, I, I had a bank charge me five bucks for that.
0: What do you think about banks? 855-450-FREE, like Freedom. This is Free Talk Live, and we're here to talk to you. Hello, everybody. It's Dave Mustaine from Megadeth. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's
1: Captain Chickass. death. Megadeth. We put <laughs> we put the
5: talk.
2: You know what that is, right? In free talk. Oh like yeah. yeah. Okay. Do you? It's a measurement of uh, the number of millions of people killed by uh, nuclear or atomic. Oh, explosion, I, I
1: didn't know. But I didn't know who that was. I knew who the band was.
2: No, that's right. I believe what the oh, name is. Megadeth. That's where that's they
0: derive the wow.
2: name from. They do misspell
0: it, however. Yeah.
1: So 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 basically, they're saying that there were uh, two and a half mega deaths last century for uh, democide?
2: Um If it was regarding, I believe it's specifically oh, wow. with atomic or nuclear weapons. I isn't believe it? so. Yeah. Or is it just any old millions
0: of, of deaths? No. Let's well, look that I, one up. Yeah. Will, will you look it up? Because I'm not. I, sure they should now.
1: use the metric system. I mean, if a thousand people die, right. it's a killer death. I always,
0: if I you was, know, yeah.
1: if ten people die, it's a cent a death.
0: I always thought it was the number of people, you know, injured in the mosh pit at a thrash metal show. <laughs> that was the the megadeth count, right? Mm. Well, that's what I thought. Uh, mega death, m e g a d
2: e a t h, a unit of one million deaths, used in estimating or predicting predicting the fatalities that would occur in a nuclear war. So it is specific, it is specific. to specific. Right
1: cuz I remember like well, even the there bands Well there's very few things besides communism and nuclear war that are going to kill a million people.
0: True. I mean it could be plagues. Yeah. Yeah, coronavirus. Like oh yeah, the <laughs> beer virus. <laughs> Although right.
1: only a government would develop that so be... Yeah. <laughs> Still. That's true.
0: Uh we've been talking about a whole bunch of stuff tonight but uh before we go on I want to tell you about LibertyCon. Uh, Here is a Liberty update from LibertyCon. Don't miss these two very special debates. First, is government necessary? One of my favorite things to talk about because, well, no, in my belief anyway, I believe it is not. Mm -hmm. This debate will feature David Friedman, Milton Friedman's son, which is cool, and Timothy Sandifer. I hope I'm not butchering his name horribly. David will be arguing that government isn't necessary, while Timothy will be arguing that government is necessary. And second, does capitalism require government intervention? In this debate, Gene Epstein, the economics editor for Barron's, will debate Stephen Perlstein of the Washington Post. Epstein will argue against intervention, and Perlstein will argue in favor of it. Also, John Mackey, the Whole Foods CEO, will speak on Conscious Capitalism. Be a part of LibertyCon. LibertyCon is a unique liberty convention, April 3rd through 5th in Washington, D.C. That's the District of Criminals, for people who want to network with more than 70 pro-Liberty organizations for career advancement, business, or internship opportunities. Visit LibertyCon.com for more details on our incredible list of speakers, events, and student discounts. That's LibertyCon.com. Use code FTL for a $10 discount. And that's insanely inexpensive. Yeah, and I think students get half off just because they're half? students. Wow. Yeah. What do you have to do? Produce like a student ID? I don't know. I'm not something. a student. Okay.
1: Well,
0: I mean,
2: I'm a student of life, but not in the uh, way
0: that they're...
1: I wonder if you could uh, get a... I can a, enroll you in my seminary. That <laughs> <It> sounds dirty. <laughs> <laughs> he took me in the rectum, or in the rectory. rectory. <laughs> She's you the kind of girl that, that
0: stole men's hearts, then rectum... <laughs> that's a old dr Demento Breck, song song correct him hell damn called, near uh, killed him it's called i want to i want to kiss her butt she won't let me that's the, the title of there, the song? there's a distinct pause it's a okay. it's a country song it's, i want to kiss her butt she, she won't, won't let me, me. Yeah. i want to whisper sweet nothing's <laughs> in her rear
1: you ever you <laughs> ever hear the one that was uh She was coyote ugly. She told me she loved me and asked me to make her my wife. So I bought her one. So I bought her a ring. Made her promise one thing: the bitch would walk backwards for the rest of her life. (laughs) Well, speaking of
0: uh, people forcing people to do things, uh, uh, you know, we've been talking a bit about cops tonight. It seems to be a recurring theme. And uh I wanted to yeah, touch Yeah,
1: that's not uncommon on this show.
0: <laughs> I wanted to touch on this article from activistpost.com uh out of Kentucky apparently. There's a new bill to allow cops to detain citizens, force them to explain who they are and what they're doing. Now mm. we we joked a little bit about uh this i topic. don't even know <laughs> i i know i'm 47 i don't really know who i am yet and really what i want to do you know mm. I, I you know i wanted to be a bunch of things when i grew up and now that i'm supposedly grown up i'm still like yeah i don't really know what i want to do uh you know I, I guess i'm doing them you know i wanted to be on the radio i wanted to play music so i've, okay. I've done some of that stuff but so how are they going to force people to do that when you mm. should have the right not to speak That is a great question. Uh, Out of Kentucky, an ominous bill that is currently making its way through the Kentucky Senate aims to give police unprecedented unconstitutional powers. These new powers will allow cops to stop anyone they want and demand that person tell them who they are, where they're going, and explain their actions. Well, okay. Okay.
2: So this is the Free Thought Project that you're reading, or uh, activist, activist post. post, yeah, yeah, the same. Matt Agarist, I believe, it writes is for Agarest, both of yeah. those places, and I'm not saying that you know he's a bad guy. I've never met him. I'm sure he he does a lot of good work for freedom, but you have to be careful when you read this stuff. The cops can demand that you say a thing, but does that mean you have an obligation to respond? I say you must, you need to give me your ID. Well, what if I don't? Uh, can you arrest me because I didn't? What if I you know, choose to uh, exercise my right to remain silent? What if I inform you that I'll be remaining silent and not answering your questions, and I don't want to talk to the police without an attorney present, and even then I don't really want to talk to the police? Like, I mean, Well, those are great questions. He's saying it's unconstitutional, and I agree, and I suspect this is going to be overturned if it actually
0: passes. Uh, and naturally, it has civil rights advocates up in arms, but it sure. doesn't seem to be slowing down the bill's momentum. Uh, Police merely need to make an unsubstantiated claim that a person is involved in criminal activity, which gives them free reign to stop that person, demand his name, home address, and age, as well as ask to see his driver's license if he has one. They can
2: do that right now. Already, right. They don't need to have a law that gives them permission to ask to see your driver's license. If a cop wants to, he can stop you on the streets, even if he doesn't have probable cause to do so, or even reasonable articulable suspicion, and he can say... You know, whatever he wants to say to he you. He can
1: ask you for whatever he wants. Yep, he just right. can't take it. Absolutely.
0: Uh, if you invoke your constitutional right not to answer the officer's questions... This new bill grants cops the right, quote-unquote—I'm putting quotes in there because it's not Mm -hmm. in the article—grants cops the right to detain you for two hours. Okay, so that's new. Yeah, I see that. Even more ominous is the fact that this detainment is not considered an arrest, Mm -hmm. so you have no right to an attorney, and the police don't even have to record it.
2: Yeah, so they're saying, oh, well, this person's not talking to us, therefore we're going to consider that suspicious because normal people don't know their rights— And normal people will talk to the police. They'll just blab about anything and then get themselves arrested for what they've said because that's what the police are trying to do when they ask you questions is they want you to admit to something that you didn't think was illegal, but they know is illegal, so they have a reason to put you in handcuffs. Um, So, again, I'm not an attorney. This isn't legal advice, but this is – it sounds like they're saying here, well – someone not not identifying someone not showing their id that's unusual we think that's going to give us reasonable uh, articulable suspicion that the person may have committed a crime and so we need time to investigate this person's identity so therefore let us detain him for 2 hours
0: it it sounds like to me uh you know an analogy for me would be the religious analogy where this is sort of a uh, an arrest purgatory Right. Mm -hmm. You're not really under arrest, even though you're being detained, which is the definition of arrest. You're not free to leave, but you're not under arrest. You're under arrest. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, If they're holding you for two hours, you're under arrest. uh, This non-arrest gray area detention will undoubtedly be rife for abuse. Nevertheless, advocates for the police state tyranny say cops must have this new ability. Well, of course they do. To keep us safe. As Kentucky.com reports, Senator Stephen Meredith R., Leach, Leach, Leachfield. He's a Republican from Leachfield. Oh, I see. Well, he said Grayson County law enforcement officials asked him for the bill after a number of local incidents showed the need for it. So, a number could be one. a number so the cops had Zero's it could also number. be zero There's a number. Negative
2: uh, numbers. zero negative number yeah point <laughs>
0: five is a number
2: so the cops had an incident with some guy who told him <laughs> i don't answer questions or some other line like that have and, you been
0: in kentucky recently no and i have you know, never okay, been just just checking. never been to kentucky i have i've been to bowling green kentucky
2: hey we're on the air there on saturday nights oh nice wkct
0: well perhaps uh we'll get a caller from bowling green one. not day. tonight
2: but yeah we have in the past uh, Maybe so, this is all our fault Maybe because we're on in uh, Kentucky That would be great Somebody heard us talking about knowing your rights and exercising them And
0: they refused to talk to the cop and, It yeah, could have happened maybe. like that wow.
1: uh,
0: We'll take the blame <laughs> The article goes on, if a man acts suspicious Then why wouldn't you want to know what his name is? Meredith See, said in an interview It's suspicious to them <laughs> That you just want to go about your way and Be go. Be left
2: about your alone night. if you're not doing anything, yeah. not harming anybody. And not spend any more time talking to a man with uh, with
0: his hand over a gun. I can't imagine any legitimate reason in the world why a person would refuse to give their name and photo identification <laughs> to a police officer if they were asked. I can imagine many of your damn How business. many can you imagine? We'll talk more about this with your calls. Eight fifty five four fifty free. This is Free Talk Live. Freetalklive.com.
2: Have you heard of LibertyCon? LibertyCon is not only a convention with great speakers like Whole Foods CEO and co-founder John Mackey and Nobel Prize winner Vernon Smith, but it's also unique because you get a chance to network with more than 70 pro-Liberty organizations. One-on-one for the purpose of career advancement, business, and internship opportunities. Visit LibertyCon.com and use code FTL for a $10 discount on your registration. Learn more at LibertyCon.com.
4: Free Talk Live.
0: This is Free Talk Live, the extra special Monday evening kick ass edition where I am trying to run things around here. We'll, we'll see how far I get. So far, you know, we haven't been kicked off the air, uh, people have called. We've had conversations. And uh, with us tonight, it's myself, Captain Kickass. It's Ian. And nobody. And uh, we've been talking about a whole bunch of stuff, but uh, we were talking about this new law or proposed law, apparently, in Kentucky that uh, gives cops a sort of a, a purgatory of sorts. They can detain you without arresting you somehow, and somehow it's not considered arrest Uh, If, uh, for whatever reason, you refuse to give your name or produce ID or, uh, you know, whatever else, I'm sure the cops decide that, you know, uh, they want to detain you for, uh, for up to two hours, as the article has pointed out. Uh, And it's, uh, you know, we were talking about uh, uh, this guy, Meredith, uh, said in the interview, I can't imagine any legitimate reason in the world. Well, a person would refuse to give their name and photo identification to a police officer if they were asked.
2: Really? Like, I don't, mean, do you have something to hide,
0: citizen? Show us your papers, please. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: that's. Yeah, show us the Kennedy documents. That's That's what this sounds like to me. How about they show us their paper?
0: Yeah. In other words, if you have nothing to hide, you have nothing to fear. Or, in other words, submit to the police state. Wrong. Well, Senator Meredith, we'd like to educate you on why a person would refuse to talk to a police, uh, because it is our right not to. Legislation like this is... Yeah, before they before you go on, yeah.
2: um, maybe because the people they're talking to have had their friends arrested by the police mm-hmm. for some garbage, like trying to go to the bank and cashing a check. Or having a bag of marijuana or being under 21 and having a, you know... A, a cigarette. A, an alcohol or cigarette or something like that, a drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe the police have abused some people that are close to this individual. Maybe the cop shot
0: someone's dog. That's what I was going to say. Maybe they
1: uh, shot your animal. Maybe they shot your uncle. Mm-hmm. So those would
0: all be good reasons
1: to <laughs> Heck, not want to talk to these Maybe they shot you,
0: you know, who knows. And
1: mm-hmm. I understand that each... Maybe they threw you in jail for a year and a half. For I, no reason reason really for yeah
2: <laughs> and i understand that uh you know each police officer is an individual but they're all wearing the same badge and they're all wearing the same uniform and they do purport to enforce the same laws now individually some of them may look the other way and they may do the right thing in certain circumstances but by default you don't know if you're dealing with that cop when when there's a cop mm. who's pulling you over or demanding that you show id on the side of the road There's a good chance that's not the right cop. That's not the good cop, because the good cop would probably leave you the F alone.
1: And and it's always unnerving to deal with somebody when you know that they could just pull out a gun and shoot you in the face and get away with it for no reason, even if they did it on video. And let's not forget
0: uh, the recurring times that we've heard about uh, people impersonating police officers. That happens, right? yeah. You know that they a don't very scare me reason, as much, you know, <laughs> right? But I mean, like, if somebody's got the costume, right? How do you know? You don't how know. do you know for sure? No. You don't.
2: How do you know that person didn't just steal that police co- cruiser that they're driving?
0: That's right. I'd feel safer if he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, so legislation <laughs> like this is straight out of the playbook of every tyranny in history. Right, We talked about your papers, please. That phrase often brought shudders to the people who heard it in the 1930s and 40s. It is, you know, the German translation is your papers, please. Uh, and this bill is nearly identical to that. That's sinister... actually
1: English. They don't say your papers, please. No, in they German. say uh,
0: I can't pronounce it because, well, I'm horrible at pronouncing German, but it's written here. Uh Critics of the bill are pointing to its obvious unconstitutional nature, and I'm just going to comment here, never mind its immoral nature, Mm -hmm. Uh, and note how cops can already go after people if they suspect them of committing a crime. As Kentucky.com reports, critics say Meredith's bill would violate the Fourth Amendment protection against unreasonable search and seizure and the Fifth Amendment protection against self-incrimination. Police officers already have the right to approach people on the street and ask yep. their names, but it's established that citizens can refuse to respond, said Aaron T- Tusek. Uh,
2: okay, I just want to put something in here, that in and he, that's the ACLU of Kentucky who's is. responding there. It may be that in Kentucky you can refuse to respond, but in other states there are different rules, as I understand it, about police asking for ID in the streets. In some states the police apparently have... The right to ask, and that you have to uh, respond to them. It doesn't mean you have to carry identification on you, but it does mean that you have to at least tell them who you are and maybe your date of birth or something like that. Wow. I don't think those. I don't like those yeah. rules. I well, don't think the they're thing constitutional. Is, though but,
1: anything else that you talk about could be incriminating. Well, yeah, well,
0: that's and, true. Just, and just because, well, I live here now. What is the New Hampshire?
2: I can't give Brilliant you legal advice. I'm not sure. Okay, I've heard that in New Hampshire the police have the right to ask, but I don't mm. think you have an obligation to reply. But I could be wrong.
1: It took me actually. I can tell you from experience a little bit about that. Uh, we did a we we did a thing that uh, um, they had a police checkpoint for drunk drivers, and uh, and one of the guys in New Hampshire. In in, mm-hmm. in New Hampshire at, uh uh in Keene and uh Let me guess so randomly we out, stopping people we right? were out protesting it. Okay. And uh and one of the guys uh I got a call on the radio and one of the guys said he was getting rousted by the cops and he was standing right in a roundabout uh by Cumbies. Okay. Um
0: Cumbies is a convenient start for those who don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And he refused to give these cops his name for like an hour and it drove them crazy uh, they they were uh, but but they did not. I um, didn't arrest him arrest him or or acted on and so they started asking the rest of us what his name was <laughs> and so I said well you can call him Ray or you can call him Jay or you can call him Ray Jay or you can call him AJ but don't ever call him Melvin name and they they literally they turned around and they got back into cars or drove away I had a bullhorn with me and so I'm yelling after them are we Still being detained? Oh, Are we free to go now?
7: So I would
2: say that that experience suggests that it is not illegal. Uh, if, they w- if they if they could go, have
0: arrested uh, us, I'm pretty sure they would have. I'll uh, I'll look up the actual you know what it is uh, you know post show, but uh, this ACLU representative says uh, that they cannot detain people simply for not identifying themselves or explaining their activities quote, to the satisfaction of the officer, unquote. That's currently what's in place as opposed to what this is going to put in place.
1: Yeah, and and the thing is, the uh, you have a a Fifth Amendment right against Mm self-incrimination. Now there's two kinds of information you can give to a cop under those circumstances. Self? Incriminating or irrelevant. Right.
0: (laughs) Uh, The whole section of the bill on detention, they can call it whatever they want, but Supreme Court case law is pretty clear that an arrest is not determined by whether you call it an arrest. It's determined by the restraint you place on someone's liberty, Tusek said. Mm -hmm. If you put someone in the back of a police car or if you take them down to the police station or if you otherwise refuse to let them go on their way, that's an arrest. And in our country, he's referring to the United States of America. You cannot do that without probable cause. And, I mean, obviously... Oh, but just don't call it an arrest. Yeah, well, that's what they're saying. They're saying, oh, well, this is this sort of special detainment that's not an arrest, right? They're trying to give it a different name. But but detaining somebody... That's one of the favorite
1: ways to lie. You just have
0: to look at the definition of detainment and, you know, oh, yep, okay, you're stopping somebody. It's like if somebody's walking down a hallway, a tight hallway, and you get in their way, guess what? You've detained that person. If you don't allow them to go on
1: their way, they've been detained, right? Yeah, I mean, that's literally what it means to arrest somebody is to stop them from doing what they're doing. Uh, He goes on,
0: The idea that we can detain people because we find them to be suspicious and we think they might commit a crime, that crosses a dangerous line, Uh, Rebecca DiLoretto, who lobbies in Frankfurt for the Kentucky Association of Criminal Defense Lawyers, said. Unfortunately, it's been known to happen sometimes in a mostly white community where someone spots a black person walking down the street and they get suspicious and call police. I don't know. What do you think? Is it necessary for this to be a thing? Uh, do you like it when uh, the police uh, detain you for you know, any reason? I think reason? I'm
1: staying out of Kentucky.
0: 855 four fifty-three. Give us a call. Tell us your thoughts. This is Free Talk Live. Call in and talk about whatever's on your mind. Our toll kick free
4: number—it
0: is the Kick Ass Edition, actually. Our toll free number is eight fifty-five four fifty-three. I've been here on Mondays for quite some time, and. Somehow I bs my way into attempting to run the show from the, uh, the helmsman position, if you will. You went so, to college
2: for uh, so, running board, didn't you?
0: So thank you for, well, I mean, I went to college for audio engineering. Uh, and this is uh, at the dawn of the digital age. So yeah. I learned mostly analog recording <laughs> engineering because... real you know, to real, Yeah, like two-inch <laughs> tape, how to how to synchronize two two-inch mm-hmm. 24-track tape machines together wow. using a line of simty time code on one to sync to the other. And, wow, I and then, never learned that stuff. And, and if you get it wrong, you end up with some really cool special effects, uh-huh. And an angry client. Uh, yeah. How to bask, back mask, like real back masking. You literally really? flip the tape over on the on the tape deck itself. Wow. So, yeah. Uh, and that concludes that mean, the audio engineering portion of tonight's
1: show. No, no, no. I'm going to get an answer on no. this. No, what's the question? Why would you turn the tape backwards?
0: Uh, you flip it upside down to back mask. Which is. That's when. uh, So if you flip the tape over and you hit record and you say something like, my gosh, that chocolate sure is good. Right when you flip the tape over the right way, you hear something similar to, and this is oh. where like you've heard
2: about like the satanic messages, and black Sabbath. It's like playing something
0: backwards. It's called back-masking. Yeah. You mask masking. the thing oh, backwards. Interesting. And then when you play it forwards, it sounds all weird. You know, Ozzy did it. Black Sabbath, You know, a bunch yeah, of the metal it, bands. Well, uh, did back it. Slayer in the did day
1: it. when they were suing rock bands for that, um, Simpsons did it. No, I don't. The Red Rum. Red Rum you know I, I I actually experimented with playing things backwards and apparently if you smell if you say Jesus loves you backwards it comes out as we smell sausages which I think <laughs> is a plot to uh, to uh, drive people to kill and eat police officers and I support it
0: well, the uh, most disappointing backmasking that I'm aware of was uh, by the uh, arena rock band known as Styx, S-T-Y-X. Oh, I love Styx. They did a, a backmask on, I don't remember what album it was. It might have been oh, their, it, their Bad 80s album, I, Mr. Roboto or something. But Yeah, uh,
1: it was on Mr. Roboto. They did, they it was did the a beginning of High
0: Times, I think. And, and they what you heard was yeah. or whatever. Rrap, drap, drap, drap. When, you, when you played it mm-hmm. backwards, it was uh novus Ordo which is the Latin written on your dollar bill. Over, yeah, I can Luminati. hear exactly yeah, what you're talking right, yeah. about. Yeah.
1: I, I had a passionate affair with Mr uh with with Mr. Roboto Really? When I was a what teenager. did Mrs.
0: Roboto think about that?
1: Well, she helped. (laughs)
0: Did she ever find out, or was it just a secret between you and the Uh, mister?
1: Oh, yeah, she joined in.
0: Okay. Was Kilroy there? Uh,
1: I I can't tell. Because Kilroy says he was here. (laughs) Kilroy is everywhere.
0: (laughs) Before we go on, I wanted to tell you about the next-generation wallet that's coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to spend, earn, store, and exchange digital money in seconds. Divi says you'll be able to send money around the globe in only a swipe and instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and Fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. There's no need to wait, though, as Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with their multi-tiered masternodes, allowing anyone to earn by supporting the Divi network. When the new Divi wallet launches because of Divi's relationship with Western Union, Divi will be in 200 countries Including the United States. You can learn more at Diviproject.org. That's DiviProject.org. So we're talking about this uh, insanely um, pseudo Nazi ish tyrannical law uh, coming out it's of not Kentucky. Nazi it's just straight up authoritarian. Your papers, please, isn't that I mean yeah. it's made
1: Well what by. people associate it with is the is the uh, scene from Casablanca. hmm. Yeah. That,
2: Indeed. well, I suspect the, uh, the the Russians were also asking for papers. Oh
1: yeah, the Russians were asking for papers. You know, I mean, the more the more you oppress people, the more they try to kill you. Most of the time, mm-hmm. so you know. Um, yeah. Um, so,
0: you know, we talked a lot about this. Uh, this person, DeLoretta, also pointed out the menacing nature of cops being able to essentially kidnap anyone they want for hours and keep it off the record. I mean, that sounds that's like disturbing. Yeah. That I mean, to me, that is just I mean, that's not straight out of 1984. Right. You know, no record of your detainment at all. Uh. You know, it, it's just uh, I don't like it. No, sir. I don't, I don't like, like it.
1: it. I guarantee uh, <laughs> they try that out me. There's gonna be a record. Nobody ever <laughs> I'm gonna leave a mark. <laughs> uh, she says nobody ever should
0: be taken into police custody without a record being made of it, she said. Uh that's starting to approach what you see in a police state such as Soviet Russia, dealeretta said. So Yep. I uh, you know, what do you think? Uh is it authoritarian? Uh, yeah, call, 855
1: 453 what else could it be I, I mean i think it's sufficient reason to shoot somebody in the face
0: some people might be all
1: well if you don't have anything to hide right? Oh, yeah. you know?
0: a lot of people will say that i mean we but had some police of those, are well, good 2
1: hours of my time has value for starts
0: mm-hmm. i wonder if like if you you're uh, people try to do this in customer service scenarios where, like, mm. if something goes wrong and they call in to their customer, like, their cable goes out or whatever, they try to be like, well, I earn $350 an hour as an attorney, so yep. for every hour my internet's off, I'm going to charge you $350. And it never flies because it's just not how it works. But No, you usually
2: get prorated based on what the cost of the actual internet is. But, yeah, I can understand yeah. why somebody would be frustrated
0: by that. Yeah, I just wonder if, like, you could – like, if you're detained for two hours and then they let you go, can you, you know –
2: well, Jay Noon would say yes, you can. Uh, if he were here tonight, he's our Wednesday night co-host, and he uh, does advocate for sending a fee schedule to the government goons, which you know lets people know if you're going to demand. Uh, an hour of my time—it's going to cost ten thousand dollars, or a thousand dollars, or whatever our you know number that you want to put on that—and yeah, not- then you send them a bill at the end of it. And of course, they won't pay it, but you know it's a cool idea. I've heard them talking. Well, about the thing that.
1: is, they might. There's people who make a lot of money by just sending bills to random mm-hmm. uh, large corporations, corporations that are you know. S- so big that they don't know what they're doing i would
2: love to see some evidence that someone did get paid by the government in that way i, I mean that would be fantastic i haven't seen it i yeah, mean i've heard a lot would. of people talking about it and be. i've heard jay talking about it and i you know i love jay and he's a man who does what he says he's gonna do so i believe he probably has issued these notices to government oh yeah i don't i don't demanding doubt that at the all. money i just don't think they paid him for it
0: i can't imagine they have
2: and i don't think there's any way that you could hold him to it i mean i wish you could it'd be great
1: yeah, well, sometimes just making the demand
2: is enough. Well, it's yeah, well, not enough, but
1: it's, it's uh, you know,
2: it's not going to change how they behave, but it you yeah. know brings to their attention that you've
1: they've stolen your time. That I mean, true. the thing is, uh, sometimes you have to wade in and take and 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 take the ass weapon. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes y- you have to just stand up and and uh, even if you're going to lose. Try to take something back from. Well, I agree
0: with you that it's, you know, you should stand up uh, and, you know, uh, assert your freedom whenever possible. 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. It's Free Talk Live. Give us a call. Let us know what you think about these draconian laws.
7: Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Pick up two bottles of Licochops, get the third bottle free. New improved Licochops with omega-6, omega-3, vitamin E, and now six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. And dogs love it. Try Licochops. Buy two, get one free. This is Henry Lukasiewicz for Dynavite.
5: D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com.
0: I love freedom. Do you love freedom? I do. I do, too. I like the idea of it. Me, too. I mean,
1: I've never met it, but it's like somebody you know on the internet, you know? You think you would love them if you saw them. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Uh, Thanks for tuning
0: in. This is Free Talk Live. Uh, I, tonight, am your host in the helmsman chair, Captain Kickass, and with me is... It's Ian.
1: And the nobody formerly known as Rich Paul. Uh, and uh, you have a website, don't you, nobody? I do. I'm at electnobody.com because I'm running for uh, governor. And the reason I'm running for governor is because nobody knows how to live your life better than you do. And nobody should have that kind of power over you. And I don't want it. Amen. Uh,
0: And speaking of freedom, uh, one of the tools of freedom, that is to set yourself apart from uh, any authoritarian sort of organization uh, that's helped me, uh, would be uh, this little invention called Bitcoin. And uh, Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances we meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin Cash. That's local.bitcoin.com. And speaking of Bitcoin Cash, uh, uh, a little bird has uh, flew down and landed on my shoulder and put a thing in my ear. So there's some sort of drama surrounding surrounding Bitcoin Cash. I'm on different drugs than you are. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's a little drama surrounding Bitcoin Cash, and something about that they're calling it. Attacks? I yeah. can't believe it. Tell me more about this, Ian. Well,
1: I don't know about drama, but there's
0: oh, a, uh, there's always drama in the, uh, the cryptocurrency. Save the world drama for your mama.
2: They just can't get along with each other, and you know, large groups of people mm-hmm. always end up having schisms between them, whether it be
0: religions or.
1: Well, that's good, because without that, we'd only have one coin.
0: Well, that's true. Well, we and, had OneCoin, and it was a sham. So having it's gone. you know, there was a scam
2: called OneCoin. That's what you're referring to. There it wasn't even a it wasn't even a cryptocurrency. That's a whole other story. Um, you want to talk about drama? That OneCoin situation <laughs> was insane. drama, yeah. Uh, but the crypto world is a bunch of different people, and different people have different beliefs and different mindsets and different uh, expectations as far as what they think their cryptocurrency or favorite cryptocurrency should do. And then when they find a cryptocurrency that they really like, it turns out that there's people within that community that don't agree necessarily with them on how the the coin should be managed or mm-hmm. mined or whatever into the future. And then they end up having a schism. So we've seen it happen with the original Bitcoin BTC in 2017. It had its first uh, schism, if you will. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best term for it. They hard forked uh, Bitcoin into two separate competing currencies one called bitcoin cash the other called bitcoin right and uh, the bitcoin cash folks at the time were arguing that their bitcoin was the one true bitcoin the one that was truest to the vision of satoshi nakamoto the creator uh of bitcoin who is anonymous or creators right we don't know who that See, person
1: is to me the idea of having one true cryptocurrency it's like saying there's going to be one true bank it's like no there's yeah. going to be all kinds of people off, out there running all kinds of different currency, offering different services. It does yes. sound
0: rather religious to the one. It's very God.
2: religious. Not everybody
1: yeah. wants the same things or has the same values. So right. how could one cryptocurrency satisfy everybody?
2: It never could be that way. So I agree with you on that, uh, nobody. But that doesn't stop people from throwing in with their favorite oh, yeah. and going all in with their favorite. And that's one of the things that I think we've done right here in in Keene, New Hampshire, where we have crypto mecca where we have real-life businesses that can accept and do ac- accept cryptocurrency for payment, we set them up where they can take more than one crypto. There's no, there's not people here who, at least I don't know very many people, who are this these adherents of, I'm in this tribe and that's the only tribe, this is my crypto and it's the oh. only
1: crypto. Well, what should we call it, some, a maximalist?
2: There's one guy who's really into Bitcoin SV uh, here in Keene, so mm-hmm. there is that. Well, and then but, we have
1: some developers in here who develop their
0: own crypto, and they're all about their. But I don't well, think I don't, they're don't they're think not they're necessarily be all
1: about your baby. Right. Uh, yeah. They're not that's,
0: against the other cryptos. Right. Exactly. Uh, that's what I, that's the point I was going to make. And I'm
2: talking about the people who are 100 percent all in with one crypto. They hate all the other cryptos. Yeah, that's insane. Uh, and this is the kind of ridiculous mentality that you'll find online. Now, luckily, the average person who's just getting into cryptocurrency hopefully won't see this. Right. Hopefully they'll just go watch a nice video about how Bitcoin works and then they'll get into it and they'll dabble and they'll get a few altcoins. But man, if they start if they start pulling back the ugly layer of, you know, Twitter or whatever on on the Internet and looking at these communities, All the Reddit threads. Yeah, it yeah. gets really bad. <laughs> So, but that's what you should expect from the internet. It's well, not that's different what you should expect else. from
1: any group of people. I was going right? to say no from group humans of people that doesn't squabble, right. and it's and it's lucky that they do because that's how new things get started. Yeah. People get pissed off and they go, ah, I've got to go do something else. And you know, nine times out of ten they fall flat, but once in a while they come up with something great. Right, and
2: and Bitcoin Cash is still out there. It came out in 2017. And then Bitcoin Cash had its first schism in late 2018, so just over a year after Bitcoin Cash was birthed to the world. Bitcoin SV, which calls itself Bitcoin Satoshi Vision. Are there some other
1: ones in between? There uh, like oh, there was Bitcoin dozens of Bitcoin gold Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was another
2: Bitcoin. I was talking about the history of Bitcoin cash. Right. So you're confusing what happened with Bitcoin and oh, Bitcoin oh, cash. Oh, okay, okay, So Bitcoin cash was the first schism of Bitcoin. Okay. And then Bitcoin cash schismed itself a year later. Right. I, didn't, I didn't
1: realize that but, we were only looking at one fork of the fork wars. Right.
2: If you want to talk about the Bitcoin forks, we'd have to talk about dozens of, of forks. Which Everything's is a much.
1: Bitcoin fork, at least, in a, at least intellectually. Yeah, I want
2: to yeah.
0: know about this drama. Surrounding uh, so, the newest,
2: yeah, I am just trying to bring you up to speed here, right? So now you got Bitcoin SV that's uh, split off back in late twenty eighteen, and the SV people believe that this guy named Craig Craig Wright is the true Satoshi, and that he is the you know the one king, and that his coin is the true you know. So it's a silly nonsense, right? right? Uh, so now Bitcoin Cash has another potential schism coming up in May because of this twelve point five percent, what they're calling a what some people are calling a tax. Now, whether it's a tax or not, that's worth discussing. Here is the story from. Telegraph, leading Bitcoin cash personalities, including Bitmain CEO Jahan Wu and Bitcoin.com CEO Roger Veer, who is one of the sponsors here on Free Talk Live. But I'll be clear, Roger doesn't tell us what we have to have, as far as opinions are are concerned yep. about this stuff. Uh, well, he's been a
0: fan of the show for a long time. Long too, time.
2: So. Oh, uh, proposed yeah. on January twenty second, an infrastructure funding plan that would see miners donating twelve point five percent of all block rewards to a Hong Kong entity. Many in the community have turned harsh critics of the proposal. The wait, fund, wait, wait, wait! How is that a donation?
1: Because you. Would well, continue it's not to a mine. donation. It's a fee because so, they're demanding it.
2: Okay, so what they're proposing, as I understand it, would be to change the system. And so, what happens with Bitcoin Cash is every six months they do what's called a hard fork, where they upgrade the software. Some would argue they're not upgrading; they're breaking it or whatever. But they make changes to yeah. to the software that they think are improving it, and uh, and so new features come about it's as a, a result new of rev, that. right? Yeah. And, yeah, and so they do it in May, and they do it six months after that, so May and what November, I guess. Yep. and uh so in may they're going to they're talking about and i don't know if it's a done deal yet but the proposal on the table is to Make it so that every time a block is mined in Bitcoin Cash, and this happens every 10 minutes, the miners that are competing out there to find new blocks, one of them finds it, and then they get a 12.5 Bitcoin Cash block reward. Okay. Um, now, in this case, that's going to be cut in half this year, by the way. They're, they're doing the halving. The as they halving. Call it. Right, so yeah. that's going to go to 6.25. Uh, but what they're proposing now is that every block, so that 6.25 or the 12.5 or whatever it is, they're going to take 12, 12.5% of that amount. And they're going to shovel uh, shovel that over into a corporation that's supposedly designed to promote and to help Bitcoin Cash. Does that
0: make sense? Hmm. I mean, okay, but I don't understand how that's a donation. Their, their verbiage is So they would, is, well, It's not wrong. a donation.
1: It's it it's a fee. Yeah. And and the thing is, did I say donation? Because it doesn't say that here. Oh. I think I'm they were sure trying the to phrase it as a yet. donation. Well, right. The people who
2: don't like it are going to call it a tax, and the people who do like it yeah. will call it a donation. Well, it's <laughs> right.
1: neither, because the thing is, they can't make you run the new software. That's right. They can't make you stop running the old software. That's where the so schism- is in the tax, or is it a donation? Yeah. Your Give us a call e- and
0: let us know. Freetalklive.com. 855 855-450-FREE. Hello, me. Meet the real me. In my misfits'
2: way of life, a dark black past is mine. (laughs) I could keep going, but we've got a show to do. I
0: could too. This is not Dave Mustaine (laughs) uh, of the uh, heavy metal band Megadeth. This is Captain Kickass. And this is Free Talk Live. I am here live in the studio tonight with. Uh, That was Ian Freeman, Sweating Bullets. And. Nobody. All right. You're not not to be confused
2: You're with
1: sweating bullet.
2: That's the name of the song that we were oh, on, okay. lyrics singing there.
0: Nobody, not to be confused with Noah Body. That's two distinct names: a first name and a last name. Whereas your name is a, a mononym, right? Just nobody.
1: Well, not according to the bank. Apparently, well, I tried to call Chase today, and they refused to believe that my name was <laughs> uh, nobody, and they would have. No, and oh, I have an man. account with them. That is fantastic. It never would have happened if I'd been white. Hey, uh, this is Free Talk Live. (laughs) We
0: are a live call-in show, and uh, you'll never guess. We have a call. And uh, this is Joe from uh, Great Falls, Montana, listening in on KINX. He says here, uh, Joe, you want to talk about music, tennis shoes, and making kids do things. What's on your mind, Joe?
8: Yeah, I was just calling in response to that guy from from Georgia earlier Mm -hmm. that uh, was uh, saying that – uh, you know famous basketball players are are forcing him to um uh ruin his kids by buying them four hundred dollars shoes <laughs> and uh I think the only ones ruining there's his like kids four are,
1: things to unpack in that sentence
8: <laughs> yeah the only ones ruining their kids are the ones that are buying the four hundred dollar tennis shoes if you ask me yeah and uh yeah, I mean you know having a basketball player uh on the ads for tennis shoes is it, is pretty compelling a lot of people go out and buy tennis shoes but no one's forcing you to. Do you think and do you think Joe? kids No one's kids... forcing
1: you to, but there is a very organized uh, group of people promoting it, and promoting yeah. it very hard.
0: Do, Joe, do you think that when kids oh. see uh you know a famous athlete uh wearing, you know, special shoes, right? Branded after that athlete, that they believe that if they get a pair of shoes just like that athlete, that they'll be able to, you know, run, jump, hike, you know, whatever <laughs> kick as good do. as oh, yeah.
4: that guy?
8: Yeah, kids believe that because advertising is successful. I remember <laughs> but, when I was uh, growing up,
2: it was the pumps. They had the no, pumps. It's, it's
8: more
1: a matter of wanting wanting some kind of uh, of association.
0: Uh, Joe, I have to ask, what kind of tennis shoes are you wearing right now? Do you have a brand?
8: Um, I'm wearing cowboy boots. There you go.
1: Oh, that's right. You're from Montana. Does everybody in Montana wear cowboy boots? I'm wearing $30 steel-toed work boots from uh, Walmart. Huh.
0: I'm and it,
8: well, and if if people in Montana don't wear cowboy boots, that's what they're wearing is thirty dollars steel tote to. boots. There you go.
0: <laughs> what did you have to say about music, Joe?
8: Well, it's the same thing when it comes to rap music. You know, it's. Um, I think uh, I think nobody there, Mister Nobody, made a good point where um, I think you referenced that uh, the fact that music is is a powerful uh, communication medium. Um, paraphrasing it because like, I don't remember your exact quote. It's a powerful medium of communication, but it still doesn't force you to do anything.
1: Well, it doesn't force you to do anything, but I mean, have, have you heard of brainwashing? Because that's what the media is doing 24 7, not just to yep. black people, to everybody.
8: Yes, yep. That's what then uh, that's the exact same, that's what advertising is, that's what music is. But when it all comes down to it, individuals we do have our choice to uh whether we should expose ourselves to that brainwashing or not mm-hmm. uh and and
2: uh yeah Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We're losing
0: a... yeah joe we've okay. developed a bad connection i'm i'm sorry but uh, thanks for the call tonight uh, you know you bring up some good stuff uh, i love talking about music specifically uh, most of the time uh but uh you know, it is weird how (sighs) me personally, I've, I've turned off the talking box, uh, and that's not to say I don't watch television shows. I do. I still watch television shows uh, without commercials. I mostly download or I'm watching them on a streaming platform or whatever. But if I I'm, don't
1: torrent it. I won't watch it most of the time. But I make an I've decided. To with my mom,
0: I've decided to be on purpose about my watching, mm-hmm. as opposed to just having it on and Flipping watching the channels. Whatever's on, and like you know, cruising through all of the mm-hmm. you know with the remote. Yeah. It's like you're not on purpose. You're not wa- You're not like oh, I'm right. excited to watch this thing. No, you're just turning and it on. Def- fault yeah Yeah. and you're letting all these things be pumped into your brain subconsciously Mm -hmm. whether you know it or not and and that's the part that i've wiped out of my life
1: hey i want to say thanks to edwardian So now i go on on facebook where they where they tailor it to manipulate me specifically from the nsa yes you do
2: edwardian (laughs) thank you to uh, edwardian for being a free talk live silver amplifier he has realized that not only does he want to consume uh, as you're saying, by you know, choice. Make a choice about what he wants to consume on the radio or podcast. But he also wants to help other people find it as well. And that's well. so awesome. So he's contributing 5 bucks a month to the AMP program. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. You can go and get signed up just as Edwardian, uh, Edwardian has done. Uh, you can use credit card, PayPal, or Bitcoin, BTC, and you'll get some cool benefits, some perks, as a result of you being in the AMP program. They give you perks? That's right. Amp.freetalklive.com like access to the uh, the AMP-only discussion forums on our Discord and also other things. I think he
0: was referring to drugs.
2: I think he was as well. Okay. Just checking. Uh, like, uh, yeah. So go to com. I was referring to Perquisites, which uh, that's what perks is perquisites? for. Perquisites?
0: <laughs> <laughs> close uh, hope, hopefully i mean that's an expensive proposition although we will not pretty, be giving away free drugs pretty I'm sorry pretty cool reward but do yeah, doesn't uh, work yeah. that way uh, okay i just want to make sure we're not advertising that nope all right uh but i do want to thank all of our amplifiers uh we do have uh david in new mexico uh calling in uh let's see if i don't screw this up uh, david in new mexico are you with us
6: yeah, me too. Let's see if I don't screw this up.
0: <laughs> All right, we'll both do our best not to screw things hey. up. David, what's on your mind tonight? You're uh, on the air.
6: Uh, oh, Well, Captain kicked off the air. Um, <laughs> let's see. Oh, ca- cowboy boots. You, you know why they wear cowboy boots, right? You know, the big tall ones, goes up near almost to the knee.
0: Uh, so that they don't uh, step in cow dung?
6: No, when you're helping the sheep through the fence, you take uh, one back leg, put it in uh, one boot, and the other back leg, put it in the other boot, helps keep them in place. Oh my god! And uh, <laughs> that's <it>. horrible, David. <laughs> Why do Scotsmen
1: wear kilts?
6: I don't know. Uh, I haven't heard that one. Fill me in.
1: Sheep can hear a zipper a mile away.
6: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why do Irishmen wear kilts?
6: Oh, I think uh, Scotsman can hear a zipper a mile you away. I don't it. know. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: David, it says here that uh, you wait in and take the uh, ass whooping. What? Uh, what does that yeah, mean? Yeah, what?
6: What? No. What nobody said. I wanted to comment on that, but but first of all, you, you did it again. I I I used to talk to Dave Mustaine on the Periscope. He used to like to go on there. I don't know if he still you does. You talk but... to Dave Mustaine. I did, man, he's really cool, too. does really
2: talk like this? Uh, this is the app on, on Twitter? Oh, yeah. this is, this I is don't Twitter know what app? any of this means. Is this the Twitter yeah, app per- that you're referring to? Wait, hang, hang on, David. <laughs> just,
0: yeah. just to explain to the callers and to nobody, Dave Mustaine is the founding member of the thrash metal band Megadeth. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. He got kicked out of Metallica because he did too much heroin. Yeah, and he has a really mm. weird voice that kind of sounds like this. <laughs> yeah, he shouldn't be a singer, uh, but okay.
2: for whatever
1: I reason... Would... I was never a big fan, although I do. I th- I I think it was them that did a really good anarchy in the U.S. It they
0: was did them, do, yes, yeah. As a of fact. Um, okay, so anyway, uh, David, you were trying to make a point.
6: I, the uh, uh, yeah, aside from Dave Mustaine, the, I, I used to prank him on on uh, Periscope. Actually, I made him. I, I messed with him a little bit. It was kind of fun. He, he's pretty cool. But yeah, uh, nobody had said something about ass whooping, and uh, and so I just wanted to ask. Well, and you said. Uh, you have to stand up for freedom. So uh, I know you're sick of the subject, but when I continued to call in to KUNM, when they told me to stop calling there, when they're a publicly owned and publicly paid for radio station call in program, is, is that wading in and taking the ass whooping? Is that standing up for freedom?
0: I mean, if you think it is, right? Uh, If you feel that your rights have been violated
1: in some way, or. I'd be more impressed if you started a pirate radio station and competed with them.
0: (laughs) That's true. I mean, that would be another way. That would be cool. Uh, Anything else, David the Pirate?
6: I was going to ask nobody. uh, uh, Do you know in in, uh, Michigan, I knew a a guy, a (laughs) Freudian slip, I knew a guy uh, named uh, Vern Paul. Uh, who was from your neck of the woods is he a re- relation by chance
1: um i don't think so i don't
0: think
6: uh, yeah, yeah.
1: He was a, the, oddly enough he was a, though you, i don't look Armenian my fa- my fa- uh my father is Armenian so uh and if, you were
2: adopted right
1: well yeah i was yeah. adopted but um but i'm very un- it's very unlikely that my biological names is parents were also named paul
0: all right Uh, david thank Ah. you so much for the call man have a good night we'll talk to you again later thanks to all of our listeners for listening tonight and all of our callers for calling in Uh, we're here seven nights a week uh freetalklive.com uh and you can get us also at
7: lrn.fm thanks peace The next-generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to send, earn, spend, and exchange digital money in seconds. Send money around the globe with only a swipe. Instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with crypto. Multi-tiered masternodes allow everyone to partake in the network. Visit DiviProject.org. DiviProject.org.